There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The Volume. Catching Phase is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. Keep to leave here, catching fades. Let's start this show off by congratulating Julian Edelman on an amazing career. The one thing I hate about his career is that he got his Super Bowl MVP against us, the Rams in that Super Bowl uh, in Atlanta. I just remember that game, an amazing game by him, man. Timely catches, great routes, man. He was playing at a different tempo than we played at that game, man. That's my most recent memory about Julian. But uh, congratulations on an amazing career. And I enjoyed every minute of competing against you, Jules. I enjoyed every minute of playing with you, man. Super competitor, man. One of the most competitive guys. Him and Chris Harris Jr., man, they got to be the most competitive guys that I probably ever played against. Aaron Donald, too. I can't I can't leave Aaron Donald out that conversation. Man, unexpected retirement. I was expecting to see Jules ride with Cam them in the slot and give it one more shot this year. But, hey, when you're done, you're done. You know, so... Congrats again, Jules, man, on an amazing career. I'm looking forward to see what you got in, in store for the future, man, because he's a great personality as well. I know he's going to do something fun, man. I, I'll be on the lookout for it. Another former football player joining the coaching ranks. Congratulations to Eddie George on being named the Tennessee State Tigers' new head coach. HBCUs is cranking up, cranking up right now, man. They're they giving guys opportunities. If these guys take advantage of these opportunities, Prime, Eddie, if these guys take advantage of these opportunities, I could see this thing kind of trickling to the, to the Power Five conferences, and uh, then I could see this thing trickling to the NFL, man. And, but these guys have to be 
successful in order for this trend to continue. I think to be a great head coach, you have to be a great communicator. You have to be a great leader and you got to know the game of football, man. Uh, it's a lot of assistant coaches in college. It's a lot of assistant coaches in, in the NFL who's played the game of football, former players, but it's just not a lot of head coaches. And you would think that great communicators, great leaders and guys who know football, you would think that they, it'd be more of those guys who get named head coaches for college or for NFL or for whatever. But it's not though, man. I don't, I don't really know the reason why they're, I think former players as coaches, I think they just, they just know how to handle situations, man. They know what to say in certain situations whether it's wins, whether it's losses, whether it's overconfident guys on your team, whether it's underconfident guys on your team, whether it's OTA time, you got to motivate guys to get ready for the season, training camp kind of vibes that you got to motivate guys to get ready for the season. I think ex-players, they just, they've been there before. They kind of grew up in that situation. So they just know what to say, man. They know how to handle those situations, man. I think I think coaches who played the game, they they great at at feeling vibes of the team. So if if a if a team is is a super confident, we overconfident, he do something that you know kind of bring us back down to reality. You know what I'm saying? If 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 we underconfident, he do something to kind of crank up the morale around there, man. If it's a tired team, these guys looking sluggish, maybe let them sleep in, maybe let them go home early, or whatever the case may be. I think ex-players, they just know what to say. They know how to feel vibes of teams well. And I think that can help you be successful. Former players is used to having a vibe. They they used to having a vibe with almost everybody on the team, man. You go talk to, if you're in the locker room, at some point in time, you're going to talk to everybody on the team about, about something, about anything, man. And that's that's another key key attribute that you're going to get from, from hiring former players. Even even assistants who not head coaches, man, they just can relate to their players so well, man. I remember, I remember being in New England. Pepper Johnson coached the linebackers, so that was Gerard Mayo, Brandon Spikes, High Tower, man. It's just a great group of a great group of linebackers, but they was almost the the splitting image of Pep. It was a direct reflection of Pepper Johnson in that linebacker room, man. Them guys was a confident bunch. They was close, man. You could tell these guys hang out outside the locker room. They just was always on their P's and Q's. They always knew their assignment, man. And, and Pep just knew how to handle each one of them, man. And they was a super successful group on that Patriots team that I played on, man. That's probably one of our best groups was our linebacker group. It was just little stuff like, man, big spikes. Spikes a bite on runs a lot. Play actions. He coming downhill. 260, 250 linebacker. He coming downhill. Pep told him if it's a play action and you coming downhill, never mind trying to retrace and, and, and get into your coverage. Just keep going, make it a blitz and disrupt something. It was just little stuff like that where Pep could relate to players and, you know, make them better, make them better players, man. And then another another example of that is Bill Kolar in Denver. He played, played a bunch of years in the NFL and uh, he had the D-line, man. And our D-line, that was probably one of the most selfless units that we had man them guys rotated they knew they was rotating they knew they was going to be six five or six deep a bunch of guys playing they knew they was rotating man they they room was next to ours man we hear bill screaming at the top of his lungs one day at him we hear all the guys in the room laughing at the top of their lungs the next day man they was just a super close-knit bunch of d-line 
And I think they was like that, man, just because Bill knew how to handle him. Bill Kolar, he just, he knew how to handle that D-line, man. He brought them together. He knew how to get to him. He knew how to get production from those guys, man. So I think that's that just him being a former player, it, it, it helped out a lot. If you look at my past, my past head coaches, I had eight head coaches in the NFL. Out of the eight head coaches in the NFL, two of them. Now, I'm, I'm sorry to some of my head coaches if you did play and, and, and I'm saying the wrong thing and I ain't really, you know, check your background like that. But I think I had two coaches who was former players. Uh, Vance Joseph, he played about two years, played a little bit, a little bit in the league, about two years, uh, not too long. And uh, that team, we, we wasn't too successful when he was the head coach of our team. Uh, Gary Kubiak, he played, you know, backup quarterback, man. It's a bunch of interactions with guys, uh, successful football team, he won chips, had good seasons, had bad seasons. But uh, he played about eight or nine years in the league. And it don't surprise me that that was the best football team that I played on in the NFL was a former player. That's a former player. And I think he just, he did a good job just feeling our vibe. If somebody said, what made that, that Broncos team that good? And I always say the same thing. It was our vibe, man. We was a close knit group of guys. And some of that was the players that they brought in. And a lot of that was Haku just ran the building, man. He let us be us. He let the leaders lead. He didn't keep us at the building until 6.30 and 7 at night. And he let us go home to our family. That's stuff that ex-players would do. So he let us always come in at regular times. By 3.30, he was trying to have us out the door. Everybody, get out the door. Go home to your families. And, and the coaches, he was encouraging everybody to do that. And I always felt like on Sundays when we played, we was always fresher than other teams, man. We always had a little bounce. We always played faster, especially on defense. We always played faster than they oppose an offense, man. And uh, that's just something that, another thing that former players is gonna bring to the table, man. I haven't been approached about coaching, not yet. You know, I'm, 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 I'm getting into it now. You see, I'm North Dallas United. We, I'm coaching the eight-year-olds now. I wanna respect the game. I'm gonna I'm start with the babies. I'm gonna learn how to coach. I'm gonna move up a little bit. And then, you know, hopefully somebody come to, you know, come get me then, college or whatever, NFL or whatever. But I'm starting with the babies. When I do start coaching, I already got things that that I'm immediately, if I was ever a head coach of college or NFL or whatever it was, mainly college, high school or whatever, I already got things that I'm going to do just because I learned it from, from other great coaches in the past. Like, man, first first and foremost, I'm going to be like Kube. I'm We get, we're not going to spend, we're not going to overdo it. We're not going to be in here in these meeting rooms, in the weight room. We're not going to overdo it, man. We're going to get in, we're going to get our work in, we're going to get out. Something I got from Bill from Bill Belichick, I'm gonna always check my best players. I'm gonna check your ass first. I'm gonna get on your ass the toughest and I'm gonna just kind of set that standard because I feel like that's what Bill do, he set that standard. So if you're the backup quarterback, if you're the number two corner, you're like, oh man, he getting on this guy like that. I know I really gotta be on my stuff, man. I, I just, something that I seen as a player and that shit worked, right? Mark Mangino, I was in college, Mark Mangino split our team in of a, a red team, a white team, a yellow team, a black team, a whole bunch of small teams within our team and made everything competition, man, from grades to class attendance to body weigh-in, overweight or underweight to, to how much you could lift in the weight room and, and everything was a competition. And then you see some guys that season who, in my opinion, that y'all was not really that competitive. That just that competitive edge, man. Gino really brought that competitive edge out of those guys. And next thing you know, we 12 and one and we in an orange bowl. You know what I'm saying? That just came from that season. So, and I felt like we was one of the most competitive teams 
in college football that year, man. But that's just a few things that that I do once I once I do start coaching. Them a few things that I'm definitely going to add. I, I I have to add them to my repertoire when when I do start coaching, man. But uh, former players get a chance to learn from great coaches, man. You go through it, you you learn from great quarterbacks. Like I don't I don't seen Tom Brady, I don't seen Peyton Manning just run a team. Bill Belichick, Kubiak, man, Gruden. I can just keep going. I can go on and on, man. Raheem Morris, just great coaches, man. And as a player, you just take a little bit from all them coaches. And and if if you're one of those guys, if you're a great leader, if you're a great communicator, and you know the game of football, and you're in the coaching, I think from learning from all those guys, man, that's that experience is definitely going to play a major part, man. So at the end of the day, if I had a company, if I had a business, right, and I was hiring somebody to come in and run this business, right, and I had two candidates. One candidate, he he studied this business online. He read the books. He read the manuals. He he knew this business like the back of his hand. But he never worked in this building. But he knew it though. I asked him questions. I interviewed him three, four times, different times, and he fit the description of somebody who could run this business. Maybe his dad, his dad worked in the building too. His daddy worked in the business, so he kind of was he was close to it. He was tied in. I had another candidate who used to work. He started at the bottom floor. He worked his way all the way up to the 15th floor. And man, he 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 know the ins and the out of this business. He also studied it and did the same things as the other candidate, right? I think at the end of the day, I'm gonna pick the guy who who grew up in the building just because I think I would think he has a little better vibe of what's going on here just because he he went through it personally. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I I picked the candidate who actually went through it. And that'll be my decision based on just experience alone, man. So more players, more players should be head coaches, man. They bring a lot to the table that if you didn't go through it, you just can't bring it to the table. You can't study and learn certain things. So in my opinion, man, if I was the owner of a team, I'm going to have a former player, a real leader, a real great communicator. And, and he has to know the game of football. And I think my organization would be in good hands. This is my takes of the week. We got a great interview with uh, Jordan Poyer coming up. Happy birthday, Jabril. It's my son's birthday today. We recording, we working, baby. Catching Fades. Catching Fades is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering up to $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Why do you play FanDuel? I play FanDuel for the fantasy easy to use app. It's so easy to use and make my betting experience great. And I can pick a new team every game. FanDuel is offering new users a deposit match up to $500 when you make your first deposit. Go to FanDuel.com coward for more info. FanDuel.com coward. FanDuel. More ways to win. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Catching phase, I keep to lead. Got Jordan Poyer on today, man. One of my one of my favorite safeties, man. One of my favorite defenses in the NFL for sure. What's up, big dog? What's up? How you doing, man? I appreciate you having me on, dog. You already know. You already know where you at. Where you spend your offseason at? Yeah, I'm in South Florida, bro. I'm uh trained down here in Aventura, uh Ritos with Pete, and then I live oh, yeah. down here a lot of everybody see. I know about Bomberitos, man. I, I got yeah. my own gym out here in Dallas, but you know, I, yeah, I learned from the best. Check it out. Yeah, yep, check yep, it out. Check yep, it out. Yep. I, I learned from the best though. So I, I definitely learned from Bomberitos, man. Shout out to them boys. They do their thing. Yes, sir. They definitely do. They definitely but do. so, but uh you grew up in Oregon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, what the sports like out there, man? What's the number one? What's, what's the number one sport out there? It's really a hoop. It's really a hooper. You know, a hooper state. Uh, you know, a lot of hoopers come from there. Kevin Love's from out there. Um, but you know, I, I grew up playing baseball, basketball, and football. Man, that was really, you know, I was just my my parents was always into sports, so was, that's that's what I did. Uh, baseball was a kind of a big sport, even though it rained kind of a, a lot out there. Baseball is a big sport, but football really wasn't that big. Out in Oregon, obviously, you don't hear a whole lot of guys, you know, coming from Oregon, the state of Oregon in the league. Uh, there's a couple, but, um, you know, try to put it on the map, you know, try to put it on the map. Yeah, I know, I know a few. I know a couple guys. Yeah. Man, baseball, baseball, that deal out there, though, right? Yeah, definitely. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, it's not as big as basketball, but it is. It's, it's definitely bigger than football out there. I heard I heard you was nice out there. In that yeah, I, I, I was nice. I was nice. I still feel like, you know what I'm saying, I could swing it a little bit if I, if I had some time. <laughs> you, still, but, uh, you still feel like you, you know, could do something if you had I to, I, huh? I definitely feel like I could. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I love the game of football uh, so much that, you know, I played both in college, you know, and so. You played um, both baseball and football in college? Yeah, I played both foot for two years. Uh, you know, it was hard, man. It was hard. I, you know, I, I got a lot of respect for a lot of guys that are able to do that for, you know, you know, four years of their career there. But, uh, um, you know, ended up choosing to love, love the game. Um, oh, you know, I was a lot better at, at baseball than I was at football, but I love the game of football, so that's the route I took. 
Why? Uh, why you think you took that route? What? What? What was it about football that made? If you was better at baseball, and you picked football, what? I mean, I I only can imagine how good you were as a baseball because you cold as hell in football. So, uh, now I always tell people the story. It was a moment, bro. Uh, we was playing USC at home on Friday night, and uh, you know I, I picked off Matt Barkley for a touchdown. It was my sophomore year. And it was kind of like that moment right there solidified my love. Like, this is, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, like, this is pure. You know, that, that feeling right there. You know, I know you success. know what I'm talking about, look, bro. I know, look, yeah, I know you know success. what I'm talking about. Ah, so, like, that no feeling, feeling right there, like it. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing like that, bro. So, you know, I just I just continue to stay hungry to get, the, you know, c- continue to get those good feelings, bro. That's real, because, I mean, look, I played baseball when I was little, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, fourth grade to, like, seventh grade. You know what I'm saying? Leave. He did a little something, but... I feel like in, in baseball, I did everything, right? So I, I I hit a grand slam. Oh my, right where my dad be standing there too. First at bat, I done hit a grand slam. Man, this dude wasn't even at the game yet. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I hit a grand slam and then I got a pick to the crib when I was young too. But the feeling though, bro, of a pick to the crib and a grand slam, it was totally different. And that pick to the crib is like much more satisfying, man, in my opinion, for sure. 100%, 100%. That's why I chose the game of football, bro. It's, it's number love, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. You uh, you had got drafted in baseball, though, huh? The Marlins? Yeah, hey, I did. Uh, how did how, I, tell I, me I about went, that. How did that yeah, go? Yeah, so that process was kind of crazy. You know, as a young high schooler, uh, you know, I was like I said, I was pretty cold at baseball, and I uh, had a lot of scouts come to my games and whatnot. And um, at that time, I really wanted to go to school and play. Um, I had Oregon State. Oregon State was the only school that was going to come and let me play both baseball and football. So I figured, you know, when I was meeting with these scouts, they were asking me basically what my signability is. And, you know, if they were to draft me high, which, you know, I could have went sixth to the 10th round probably somewhere. I went 42nd round, which, you know, I, I still think that my signability wasn't as high because I told them I wanted to go to school. I wanted to play and then, you know, see, make my decision later down the road. So I did get drafted out of high school to play, um, ended up choosing to go, like I said, play play baseball for two years at Oregon State. And um, you make me miss the game right now talking about baseball, bro. God yeah, I, I'm a baseball <laughs> fan, though. That's why when yeah. I seen that, when I read that in your little bio, I'm like, OK, I got it. I got to bring that yeah. up just because I yeah. just because I fuck with it so tough. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Nah, it's, it's it definitely, you know, it's a sport I grew up loving. But uh, uh, at the end of the day, man, it's, it's all about putting them pads. It's something about putting them pads on, man, putting them pleats on, and, yeah. and going out there hitting somebody. You know, we know I mean? that's we know that's the that's the love, and we talk yeah. about that shit all the time. You yeah, know what facts, facts, so, facts, facts. Around. Speaking of baseball, man, them Rangers came out today, and they say they going hundred percent full capacity out here. You know what I'm saying? For oh, the they, game. <laughs> they, hey, them. they say they going full capacity, <laughs> they man. Say they they the, say the we Ranger need the games, fans out here. We out here in Texas, Ranger games gonna be packed, man. So. How you feel about that? How you feel about uh that, that mafia pulling back up in the in the in, in you all stadium? Can't wait, man. I, I can't wait, man. You know, it was it, as tough as it was as the season last year. We definitely felt the love. Yeah, I mean, we felt the love all season, but you know, when the fans were able to come, we had those 6,500, you know, fans in the stadium for one of the games at the end of the season, man. I mean, it was it was rocking, man. I mean, you know, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to really, you know, tell you how how rocking it was. You had to be there to really feel it, but it was I mean, to, to have, you know what I'm saying? And, and we can't wait. We can't wait to get them back, man. The mafia is something. This is really the 12th man out there, yo. I mean. How was it? How was it playing with no fans, though? Like, yeah, man. How I was mean, it? 
it was weird, man. It was, I mean, we played the Chiefs, so I think it was at what Monday night or Tuesday night or something, yeah. And, and I mean, you think like a primetime game, you normally come out of the tunnel, you know, it's, it's night game, lights are on, you normally come out of the tunnel, fans going crazy, whether you home or away. Ain't nobody in the stands though, so right. it's like you got to really find your own juice. It was a different element of the game this year. I, I feel like, no, I know, you know, obviously with the with the fans being out of it, having to really bring your own energy and bring your own juice, and and I think that's why we were uh, as successful as we were um, because our team really bonded, you know, on and off the field, and we were able to, you know, bring energy through each other, you know, and it was, yeah. it, was it was really cool experience to be part of. Yeah, that's. That's what's up. And then, you know, some of them crowds like like y'all's, you know what I'm saying, New Orleans, them be real advantages, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's yep. Seattle. Y'all think yep. yeah, Seattle. They like some stadiums really create that the Chiefs, they really create a home field advantage with that crowd, man. And shit, that might be the difference. Uh, knocking really, somebody like the Chiefs off. You feel me? That's really it really that could might be. that could it be really the could difference, be. man. So fans is definitely needed in the game, man. Get these vaccines, man. Let's get it. Let's get it under <laughs> get it under done, under control, man. baby. We yeah, we definitely need control. them fans for sure. So, the Bills one of the top teams in the AFC, man. It's it's proof in the pudding. Last two years, which y'all got a ten and six with a playoff exit, then backdoor that thirteen and three with an AFC championship exit. Y'all right there, young quarterback, man. He ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying they gave you the extension, man. They want you to be there. You're gonna be a part of this run. How y'all, how y'all congrats on that? Congrats on that, by the way. Oh, I appreciate and you. you well-deserved, well-deserved for sure. <laughs> Try to catch up to you, bro. Try to catch up to you. You know what I'm saying? It. <laughs> hey, it's not, they, hey, they giving it away, man. Just yeah, stay hey, healthy, you know what I'm saying? That's it, it, bro. That's amazing. Just stay, stay healthy. healthy they giving, they handing it out, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you just got to make yes, a couple sir. plays. You know, yes, you, you do that all day long, so. Yes, sir. You good. But how y'all, how, how Buffalo, how they get over that hump, man? How y'all get over that hump? You know, it's going to be some pop-up teams, some. Cleveland's and some Ravens like that, but how y'all get over them Chiefs? You know them them teams who ain't really going nowhere. How y'all get over that hump, man? Getting that chip? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, obviously we know what it takes to to get to that to get to the AFC Championship game, man. And um, you know, and, and every season is new. You know, I, I feel like I had an interview the, the other day, and you know, every season is new in its own aspect. You know, you can't really. You can build off the momentum from, that you had the season before, but you can't really rely on that. Everything's you got to work. And kind of start from square one again, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, because because you know, free agency is crazy, you know the, the the Patriots looking all right now, you know what I'm saying? So it's it, every season is different, and you really got to start from square one. You can't look back at the at the success you had the previous season because that really don't mean shit. You know that, bro? It, it don't right. mean shit. You got. Yeah, it I don't, mean, but it do. It mean a little bit. It don't, bit. but it, it mean a little bit. It definitely it mean, it mean a little, little bit. bit. But I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it means the whole spectrum of it. You know what I mean? I, you still got to come in. You got the guys. That, we got the guys there that's going to come in at work. And that's right. in the day. Uh, we know what we got to do to get there. And, and getting over that hump, man, we've been in that situation before. So, you know, you know I'm I'm excited for this season, bro, just because I really feel like this team is, is, is a special group of guys who just come in to work, man. But they know it's out of work. And we got a great leader in Sean. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and I, I say I say it don't, but it do a little bit just because, like, I agree, when I went, I when I, yeah, I went, I went to Denver. Boom, we we left the playoffs. We lost to Andrew Luck. What divisional round? And I feel like when we came back that next offseason, man, it was, I don't know, it, it that did mean something to us. See, we was like, man, see. we right there, we right there. We we just we felt like we had to do a little bit this this, and all offseason we just worked on them things, and it spilled over next year. 
we were super confident. We walked in the chip. You know what I'm saying? So see, I I respect that because because you had been in that situation before. You know, I'm yeah. still kind of writing my story through that situation, and in a couple of years, I'll be able to look back and be like, damn, like that shit really. You know what I'm saying? That shit really did mean something because guys went mm-hmm. in the offseason and worked their ass off and knew what it took to get there. So you right. that window. I'm telling you, that window yeah. is, you know how it is for teams. Teams don't just stay yeah. cold forever. I mean, Patriots do. Right. They're the only team in the world who do, who do that. But why that window just be open? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's right there open for y'all. Shit, that shit means something. It's, it's, yeah. It ain't going to be there forever. You you yeah. you there for what? Two, three more years? It, it ain't going to be there forever. So everything y'all do while that window open man y'all just got to build off that y'all right there though man i like it i like how i look i like how i look before we get out of here though man what you got what you got uh going on off the field you got like foundations or anything nah man so i don't know i I just came out uh, a couple weeks ago um i've been a year sober bro i had had a lot of trouble uh you know in in my past with with drinking problems bro just uh, off the field issues was using alcohol the wrong ways and so i came out uh uh, March 13th with my year sobriety. Um, so I came out on social media and I went on Good Morning Football. And, I, and a lot of opportunities actually opened up for me. I'm teaming up with some local uh, community centers in, in Buffalo. I'm actually heading to uh, a group tonight to talk, uh, you know, just about my story because I think it's important to be able to, to share with people that, you know, that as athletes, you know, we're, we are human too. Um, and we make mistakes. You know, I have a lot of people that back home that look up to me and think my life is perfect and it's not. And so I felt I had a responsibility to kind of share my, my downfalls in my life, uh, things that I had gone through. Um, and so it's, it's definitely opened up a lot of doors for me. So that's kind of what I got going on right now. Um, you know, just speaking to a lot of, a lot of groups and, and just kind of telling them that it's okay to get help because it is, man, it's, you know, as, as men, we have this stigma to, you know, especially, you know, me as a, as a, as an alcoholic, I had this stigma, like, you know, I'm, I'm good. Like I'll be fine. You know, I, I can handle this myself, you know, and it really took for me to, to realize I had an issue and, and ask for help. And, and that's kind of my message is that it's okay to ask for help. Um, you know, especially as men, you know, it, it don't matter who you are, you know, life is hard, no matter who you are, um, it, whether you're a businessman, a store clerk, athlete, man, life is hard. So um, it's okay to ask for help. Um, and you shouldn't be ashamed of that. That's that's kind of what I got got going on right now, man. And um, it's it's, it's doing really good, man. That's what's up. I asked you if you didn't look. I read the article on SI on, on SI whatever. If you didn't, I was gonna tell you, you should, bro. You should start something with that with that alcohol, just helping people, man. You providing that platform. You know what I'm saying resources to help people. See, because you share your story with people back in Oregon, man. You'll be surprised. It's, millions thousands of people that you would help out there just because they're like man he did he doing through the same thing you know how i go so that's just something that you know is unique is unique everybody it's a whole bunch of alcoholics in the league you know that you know what i'm saying it's uh drug abusers and it's a whole bunch of whatever 80 percent of them won't say shit you know what i'm saying but you wanted the strong guys strong enough to say something Shit, you might as well, you might as well nah, say right. Oregon and Buffalo now, you know what I'm saying? All, <laughs> everybody who won't help, provide yeah. that, provide them resources for them, bro. That's dope for as sure. hell. For sure. No, I appreciate that, bro. And uh, no, like I said, I had, a, I got a lot of great, great feedback, bro. It, it really opened my eyes to, you know, that's really, it really is an issue. Like you said, it was dudes around the league that hit me up, yo. Like, hey, yeah. damn, bro. Like, thank you, bro. Like, for I real? got the same shit, you know? And I'm like, wow, bro. Like, you know, it's crazy, yo. Yeah, that's dope, though. That's what's up, man. Enjoy that offseason, man. I ain't gonna yes, hold sir. you, you know. Nah, you good, bro. You good. I appreciate, I appreciate, I appreciate the you time. having me on. Yes, sir. You I'll talk know. to you soon. Good luck this season. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, bro.
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.